Coming up on 5-Minute News. A quarter of a million Somalis escape floods after prolonged drought. Walgreens to pay $230 million for their role in opioid crisis. And Biden administration invests in carbon capture to offset climate change. It's Thursday, May 18. I'm Anthony Davis. Floods have caused almost a quarter of a million people to flee their homes after the Shabel River in central Somalia broke its banks and submerged the town of Belladuane, even as the country faces its most severe drought in four decades. Aid agencies and scientists have warned that the climate crisis is among the most significant factors accelerating humanitarian emergencies, while those affected are some of the least responsible for CO2 emissions. Seasonal rains in Somalia and upstream in the Ethiopian highlands triggered flash floods that washed away homes, crops and livestock, and temporarily closed schools and hospitals in Belladuane, the capital of the Hiran region. A crippling drought coupled with violence and a spike in food prices caused by the war in Ukraine killed as many as 43,000 people last year, according to United Nations figures. Since mid-March, the floods have affected more than 460,000 people nationwide and killed 22, according to the UN Humanitarian Office. The Somali Disaster Management Agency said the floods in Belladuane alone have caused the displacement of more than 245,000 people. The rains are recharging water sources and enabling vegetation to regenerate, but it will take far more rainfall to effectively alleviate the impact of the recent drought, the OCHA said in a report. The World Bank predicts 216 million people could be compelled to move within their own country by 2050 because of climate stress. The city of San Francisco said on Wednesday that it reached a $230 million settlement with Walgreens over its role in the city's opioid epidemic. The settlement came nine months after U.S. District Judge Charles Breyer in San Francisco said the drugstore chain could be held liable for having substantially contributed to an opioid epidemic that caused widespread harm in the city and constituted a public nuisance. Brea faulted Walgreens for its 15-year failure to properly scrutinize opioid prescriptions and flag possible misuse of the sometimes highly addictive drugs. The San Francisco city attorney called Walgreens' settlement the largest awarded to a local government in years of opioid litigation nationwide. He said Walgreens' actions made the opioid epidemic in San Francisco worse than it otherwise would have been, and that there is no amount of money that will bring back the lives we have lost. In a statement, Walgreens said it disputes liability and did not admit fault, but that settling allows it to focus on patients, customers and communities, it said. The Deerfield, Illinois-based company had been the only remaining defendant in San Francisco's civil lawsuit after several drug makers and distributors reached settlements worth more than $120 million. In his ruling last August following a non-jury trial, Breyer found that Walgreens suffered from a profit-driven fill-fill-fill culture in dispensing opioids. 
Breyer found that Walgreens San Francisco pharmacies had received more than 1.2 million opioid prescriptions with red flags from 2006 to 2020, yet performed due diligence on less than 5% before dispensing them. Last May, Walgreens reached a $683 million opioid settlement with Florida, paying more than three-quarters of the $878 million that four other companies, including rival CVS, agreed to pay in similar earlier settlements. Opioids include legal painkillers such as OxyContin and various forms of the highly addictive drug fentanyl. More than 600,000 people have died from drug overdoses in the United States from 1999 to 2021, including more than 107,000 in 2021 alone, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The Biden administration on Wednesday announced $251 million for carbon capture and storage projects in seven states, aiming to reduce planet-warming pollution from power plants and other industrial facilities. The announcement represents a vote of confidence by the government in the nascent technology, which proponents, often from oil and gas industries, say could have a huge role in reducing emissions of greenhouse gases. Meanwhile, many environmentalists note that the technology is far from scale and argue that focusing on it distracts from established renewable energy solutions. Between the direct investments announced Wednesday, billions more earmarked from legislation and public statements from Biden and U.S. climate envoy John Kerry, the government is increasing pressure on the carbon capture and storage industry to show that the technology can significantly help combat climate change. Carbon capture and storage involves removing carbon dioxide, either from the source of pollution or from the air at large, and storing it deep underground. In some instances, the carbon dioxide is transported across states through pipelines and stored at facilities and used for other things. The projects are funded through the U.S. Department of Energy, with funds from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, which set aside $12 billion for carbon management projects. A tax credit that was part of the Inflation Reduction Act has incentivized investments in carbon capture and storage projects in California, Wyoming and Alaska. You can subscribe to the 5-Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary and more. Go to patreon.com slash 5-Minute News. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.